All right, everybody, another crossover episode coming at you today uh, as we get prepared for the new season. And today, the team I love to hate, the Vegas Golden Knights host Tony Cordasco is here. Another crossover, a lot to talk about with this team. When is there not? It's like the soap opera that just keeps on giving. I absolutely love it. And Tony's great because he's fair when he talks about Vegas. So let's get to this one. This is going to be fun. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of the Vegas Golden Knights. It's like uh, just one of the best storylines in uh, hockey. They just it's it's the team that just keeps on giving content. So in that regard, I'm jealous of you, Tony, because there's always something to talk about with Vegas. So I, I gotta uh, we did one crossover a while ago. Time to do another one because I I, I just it's it's like a, a love hate relationship that I have with this team. Uh, and I'll explain it because I, I did a our, our, the Thursday NHL show with Adam Denker and something came to me like, why do I dislike this team so much? And I think I figured it out. And we'll talk about that in a second. But first thing, first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. You can follow our show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And you can follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. You can subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. Tony, why don't you throw out where te- uh, players and fans alike can uh, follow the Vegas Golden Knights? Okay, podcast. we do have, yeah, we do have a, a YouTube channel now. Thanks to yeah. Chris Golick, my co-host. Uh, and uh, it is LockedOnVGK. I'm going to start an Instagram account so I could get more slander thrown at me. And then we're on Twitter at Tony Dasco and at TD Chris G and also at Lockdown VGK. And follow Tony's personal Twitter page that I just threw out there because you're you're real, man. Like, that's what I like yeah. about you. Like, you cover this team and you are not afraid to throw them under the bus when they do something wrong. Uh, and if they do something right, you give them credit, you give them praise. But you are not the fan that just backs everything that this team does. You're very, very honest. And that's why I, I you're like one of my favorite people over at Lockdown because you're just not uh, the fan that just loves absolutely everything they do and they can do no wrong. And, and I also I like I liked being on your spaces, guys. And I was just about to say, yeah, he was say uh, that? he was about he was a I was just about to say that you were a guest a couple of times in the playoffs. Uh, you would pop in there and you had nothing but nice things to say. So it was an honor having you. Great yeah. run. Super run good. for the avalanche, man. Yeah, it was good. It was repeat. Good. So, yeah, it's going to be a repeat. We'll get to that. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that to you. I'm, I, my lips are sealed. Um, yeah, I was just doing the the Thursday edition of Locked on NHL with Adam Denker from Locked on Lightning. And and we were talking about storylines heading into the season and Vegas came up and just, ha- you know, what, what to expect from them this year with a full year of Jack Eichel and things like that. And, and he know, you know, everybody that knows me knows I'm just not a fan of how this team does business. And then it hit me. It's like, that's, I've never had a team. Like when you dislike a team, uh, you dislike uh, players on the team or you dislike uh, a fan base or something like that. I've never disliked the team because of the front office. <laughs> and that, and that's, that's what it is. Like I was thinking about it. I'm like, I really don't 
there's nobody on the team that I'm just like, oh, I can't stand that guy. It, it, it's your typical like, oh, because they're so good, you don't like them. You know, like Mark Stone or something like that. But I, just how this team operates of just this like arrogance almost uh, just rubs me the wrong way. And I know like there's probably some Vegas fans that are just like, hey, deal with it. And I get that. Like maybe if it was my team, maybe I'd feel differently about it. But how do you feel about how this team just has like this? I guess it's kind of like a no nonsense type of way. And it's just like, we'll make decisions now and figure it out later. Exactly. And we've talked about before at length about the salary cap and how they have no regard for the salary cap. And they'll just, again, continue to, to sign players, manipulate the salary cap. They thought they were smarter than everyone else in the league last season and it backfired. Let's put all these guys, stack them up on the LTIR. And then once we make the playoffs, well, they never made the playoffs. Then they were going to release all these players and they were going to go on this historic run. But I have the same issues with VGK. Uh, nothing against the players. It's mostly against the front office. And I really do believe that with Kelly McCrimmon, if this team gets out to a slow start by December, I mean, he might be curtains. It might be done. He might be done here because really? the fans, well, he, the fans are just getting tired of him. I mean, how could you trust a guy whose eyebrows don't move? I mean, like <laughs> they must be glued on. There's something going on with those eyebrows. I mean, and, and, and I just don't trust him. And yeah. so I'll, I'll bring up one case here. Uh, we have Nick Hague, who is a restricted free agent with the VGK. And so Nick Hague, uh, back in July, you know, they gave him an offer sheet. We don't know what it is. That's the one thing I don't like about the National Hockey League. Why so secretive? Let us know what it is. He couldn't go to arbitration because of the category RFA that he is. And so uh, they we come to find out there's no news about Nick Hague. And uh, my broadcast partner on Lockdown VGK, Chris Golick, all along has said something's fishy about this, you know, and to his credit, he also said it could be a sign and trade coming up. And then they just kept signing more players. And Nick Waugh comes in at $3 million. Then they go out and they sign Phil Kessel for over a million. And now there's no money left to sign <laughs> Nick Hague. But all oh, along, Kelly McCrimmon is telling the fans and the media, this is a priority to sign Nicholas Hague. And so Haig was working out with the team earlier this week, some of his teammates, and then he just took off once camp started on Thursday. And then Kelly McCrimmon comes back and doubles down. It's still a priority to sign Nick Haig when we know there's been no discussions <laughs> according to media reports and according to Nick Haig's agent. Uh, mm. no, there's been no discussions, uh, no dialogue between the two sides since July. And so, wow. like, I mean, how much longer could that garbage go on? Wow. So, I mean, it's basically like he's just telling the fans what they want to hear. They're they're wanting to hear it, it's a priority. Uh, but if it was a priority, like, at this stage in the game, that, that's got to be done. That's yeah. crazy. And, and, like, to piggyback off your point right there, Chris and Tony, like, looking – like, if you're pulling up your roster right now, um, it's – massive there's no way this team can be put together we talk about teams up against the cap and they have to do this they have to do that there you have to get rid of at least 20 percent of what nhl.com has listed and and you were talking about it could be curtains by december i could see from a fan's perspective that has to be extremely annoying you have i think seven goalies listed on roster 
I mean, 150 defensemen and 991 forwards. Like, how do you, how do fans <laughs> of Vegas seeing this team slide backwards and then seeing roster construction like this? We all like to point our fingers at how Arizona's run and they're playing out of a tiny little barn and ha ha ha, this is all funny. But Gary Bettman established this franchise, gave them the keys to the league the shiniest jerseys, the most extravagant game day atmosphere. And then to see it run like this, how much, like, how do fans get excited for this upcoming season knowing that it's going to be a dumpster fire? Well, let's go back a couple of years ago when they only suited up against your Colorado Avalanche, 15 players in a game where the President's Cup was on the line. And then, you know, Pete DeBoer, Yes, he had over 500 man games lost due to injuries. We get all of that. But when push came to shove late in the season, they're playing minus one guy. And players like Jack Eichel have got to double shift. And it was just a disaster because they don't know how to manage the salary cap. And so now there's a new coach in town. Uh, so we've got Bruce Cassidy. And you know what? To answer your question, though, Shaggy, like to be honest with you, I think the fans – they're split down the middle. Like some of them are really fed up with all this nonsense. And some of them are still like drinking the Kool-Aid, but yeah. the, the real yeah. ones are starting to understand uh, that this is not going to make sense. Uh, Pete DeBoer was the fall guy, although his system was so antiquated that by the middle part of the season, everyone caught up to what he was trying to do. You funnel this team outside. They could have 40 shots on that. They're all coming from the perimeter. Nothing really high danger zone. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, he had to go. I get it. Bruce Cassidy trying to bring grit to this roster where I don't know where there's any grit here. I'm trying to figure out is, is William Carlson going to start checking people over the boards? Where, where's the grit on this team? You know, yeah. and then uh, the lines. So the lines the first day, pretty interesting. Um, the top line had Eichel centering Riley Smith and Phil Kessel. Now, to me, wow. okay, and they acted like this might be the norm. Uh, we'll see on Sunday, you know, against Colorado. Uh, so what happens here? Like, uh, Phil Kessel is I, – I, I can't skate at all, and I'm probably still faster. And, and you know, Eichel is the fastest skater on the team. Um, I could see Riley Smith perhaps fitting in with him. But Kessel, I just don't understand that. And then, you know, Mark Stone was out there. That's good because he had the back surgery over the summer. Mm -hmm. And we'll see, you know, if he could come back on Friday, how he's going to be playing, if he's recovering well, whatever. But they had Stevenson centering Stone and Marcia. So, and so they broke up the misfit line with yeah. William Carlson. Finally, once and for all. I mean, 43 mm -hmm. goals his first season and nothing since. Has he had scored yeah. 43 since? No. Uh, you know, and they signed him to a long-term contract. But in any event, wow. I'm just curious to see, you know, all these pieces. I saw that NHL.com, uh, they have their top 16 teams. VGK is not even mentioned. Now, is this uh, going to be a team that could sneak up on other teams? I don't know. I still have them finishing either third or fourth in the Pacific Division, and I think they're going to get out to a slow start. I really feel that way. Do you think the way that they they do business is turning off, uh, you know, free agents? I know, I know it's tough goings right now to – to sign any free agents for them because it's it, they're just in, in a cap disaster. I mean, they're keeping the people at cap uh, friendly active in, in how they, you know, run their page over there. Um, I mean, they're, they're looking at negative. Is that right? 
negative 10 million in projected cap space right now like, they're, they're still <laughs> well they I, have to put yeah they still have to make sure they, that they put the salaries of robin leonard on ltir right nolan right, right. patrick with his million dollar salary someone still has him as a third line wingman and he's not so, playing this season it was officially yeah. announced by kelly okay. O'Krimmon. so they still have work to do eyebrows but, yeah and then shea weber shea weber but, like some dead weight we just, right, right. let's okay. pick him up throw him on ltir all right. So, uh, do do you think maybe do you have any dead players forward? on LTIR there <laughs> in Colorado? Like, um, it, it, could it be a problem? Could people look at Vegas and like, I don't want to go there because look, there, I mean, loyalty in sports is like you don't get that. You, that. That doesn't really get thrown around that much anymore with free agents just hopping around all over the place. But it just seems like Vegas just is taking it to another level, <laughs> and you are expendable. You you're, you're like the New England Patriots of hockey. It was just like we'll find someone else to replace you for a number of reasons for them. It's usually right now it's salary cap reasons. So, I mean, is it, is it a, a problem going forward of uh, we might not be able to rein in some free agents because they don't know if they're going to be here for a year and then gone for some reason. And they didn't like the way they were treated, you know, while they were here, we'll take the case of Max Pacioretty um, who was gone in the off season uh, trade for future considerations. That's the other thing they're getting sick and Crazy. tired of here. They make That's these crazy. trades for nothing. Okay, let's. Okay, we'll make the trade for a ghost. Like they, they make trades for no one. You have and, to, and you then can't you can't bring anything in. Of course, but you can finagle some things, and you know, you, if you're Those smart with your cap yeah. and getting rid yeah. of some of the dead weight and all of that, yeah. And you know, they do have a lot of assets. They have a lot of draft picks, and they do have, you know, pretty good roster in uh, in AHL in Henderson. And and to me, it's just. Um, it's going to catch up with them. And Pacioretty said there was no accountability on this team, no mm. accountability. And he said that, you know, you'd lose and people would still be like high fiving you here. <laughs> oh. I think, I think, you know what? Maybe the new car smells finally wearing off, though. And it was Good a point. bit of a reality check. And Mark Stone, you know, said in the offseason, he went back to Canada and he said everywhere he went, people were telling him, your team sucks. And so wow. now he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Sure. I don't know how it's going to play out, but I'll tell you what, we never had this past summer. We did not have to reach for content once because every <laughs> no. day they were just feeding us content. Wow. Wow. All I didn't right. have to make stuff uh, up for once. Yeah. First summer I didn't have to do that, you know? Ah, uh, man. All right. Uh, some more to get to, but we got to get to bet online first. So uh, we got betonline.net. That is your number one source for football betting for this season. Find all of the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. Uh, how are people handling that last loss uh, for the Raiders over there, Tony? Is is that have people gotten over that yet or no? No, 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 we're, no. We're, we're not talking no, about there was, we're, we're no, hockey no, podcast. No. We're not talking about great, No, there's a great meme. It, you know, we've had the drought. Lake Mead is down to nothing. They're finding all these dead bodies out there. And they said it's getting filled back up by the Raiders the fans' tears. tears. Oh, boy. I'm sure Kyler Murray is still running. Or all that champagne that was getting popped uh, in the stands that day. It's getting filled up oh. with that, too. Oh, man, what a disaster that was. Uh, and us Broncos fans with Josh McDaniels, we, we don't feel bad about that. Uh, as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. You can head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. That's betonline.net. It's where the game starts. 
All right, sir. Um, yeah, new coach we mentioned briefly. Um, bringing in uh, Bruce Cassidy from the Boston Bruins. I mean, that right there was a little bit of a surprise. I mean, because I remember them saying things that they were not going to go for a, a big hire or a flashy name or something like that. Um, you know, in true Vegas fashion, it's kind of what they did. Uh, not a bad hire. I mean, I he's a, he's a really good coach. So, I mean, do you feel like he can get the best out of, of what this team has to offer? I mean, the fans are hoping so. I, the one thing that he will have is a better structure, I believe. And he does want to create some sort of, of a gritty team. And he does want your defensemen to be attacking. Uh, and I just, I think, you know, we saw in the, the rookie games that they played in the uh, the rookie faceoff in San Jose this past weekend, where they were doing a better job. And it's probably part of Bruce Cassidy's system early on, early stages with the rookies, where they are clogging up the neutral zone a little bit more. So they might, we might see some improvement there. Uh, is it going to take a while for these players to mesh? Absolutely. Yeah. I do feel bad for Jack Eichel because I think he, I think he could have a breakout year and I don't know if he's going to do it on a Phil Kessel line, to be quite honest with you. I'm just being frank, but I just think that uh, Kessel, I thought by far, you know, cause I went to a few games down the stretch last year, including the game where uh, Jack Eichel broke his hand, blocking a yeah. shot against the Florida Panthers. Nice. And I tell you what, he's just, to watch him live to me was, was something else. I, it really was an eye opener because he kind of glides down the ice, beats everyone down the ice. He was making passes, but no one could handle him other than mm. Max Pacioretty. So I don't know who's going to, to mesh with him, who's going to gel. And if Kessel is on that top line, maybe they're going to have Kessel because he's a good assist guy uh, setting up, you know, uh, Jack Eichel in the slot. Uh, they they didn't get into the slot area last year, and I think that's going to be something that they have to improve on. But I think, you know, and and the one thing though, like they kind of glossed over when they introduced Bruce Cassidy, right? Uh, this organization, here we go again. It's like, okay, you know, he does all these things great. You know, bring a new structure. He's made it to the playoffs the last six seasons, and he's going to fix the power play. And then they just go, wait, wh what? Hang on a second. Automatically, he's going to fix the VGK sick power play so i went back they were slightly better than vgk in boston on the power play unit oh wow and we thought that like 0 for 19 was pretty bad with vgk they went through like a 0 for 40 ish streak oh, on the power play so all of a sudden oh yeah that's going to be fixed and then i read media accounts yeah the power play is going to be much better this year says who I, they'd have to prove it to me right right and before we flip everything, I do have one last question, just as a unaffiliated, like this has nothing to do with our team. Nolan Patrick, it's been a crazy ride to see. Like he's even entertaining the thought of not playing in the league again. Um, mm, really? Yeah, uh, it's like he's not playing this next season. Um, yeah, he's done. He's, I think he's he, done yeah. overall. He yeah. Thinks so. What what what's going on there? So, again, you know, he had the one season in Philadelphia where he had mm -hmm. the migraines and the head injury. And then he just got hit in the head again, you know, this past season a couple of times. Um, that wasn't – no, that wasn't the Nathan McKinnon hit. But but he did – but he was, you know, injured. Again, it's mm -hmm. another head injury. And the next concussion could be, you know, okay. devastating, I think, for him. Now, uh, I know Kelly McCrimmon was asked uh, today if – if there were any plans for him moving forward 
because you know why retire if you can just sit on the LTIR make over a million bucks right yeah uh, but if there's any plans in the future for him to be an assistant coach a scout or something and he said there have been some discussions about things like that hmm. guys we didn't even get into goaltending yeah uh, we they, talk we about goaltending go we're gonna wait for that no 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 I, well, there's two other things that I want to just give me some to. signals oh yeah 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 go ahead. It, oh, this uh, is your show. Oh, man. No, no. This is both of our shows. So I, I wanted to first, I, I wanted to know if there's any like uh, prospects that we should know about in the system. Are there any that maybe could be pushing for uh, some time this year? Maybe an outside shot of, of getting in uh, maybe on a fourth line or something like that or down the road. Are there any like big uh, Golden Knight prospects that are kind of like in the pipeline that are, are players to look yeah. at? There's two that uh, I think are probably the favorites to move up to the next level. Uh, we have Brandon Brisson, who played at the University of Michigan. His dad is Pat Brisson, the super mm -hmm. agent. And uh, he played at Michigan, was drafted by VGK the year before. And then he came up to the AHL level and he scored some goals and had a really good start. And they're pretty high on him as a prospect. He played well, had a couple of goals in the first game of the rookie faceoff. And then uh, today he was out there, though, in the red jersey. Guys a little bit dinged up. Uh, so no contact for him, but he should be back and should be better. And he's a guy that could play on the wing. And he's very talented, very athletic. And his hands are really quick. And then the second prospect that I think is going to, well, let's say Nick Hay can't make it, you know, back with his team. And there is no offer. And he goes away or they do a sign and trade. Caden uh, Korzak, um, who's a defenseman, I think could fill in adequately on the next level, on the NHL level. He put on 14 pounds of muscle over the summer, and Ooh. he's already been a really good player. He could pass. He could. I think he's going to fit in well within a Bruce Cassidy system. Uh, I think he's going to be the first defenseman, first man up, I think, for the defense. So I'd have cool. to say those two players. Right. And maybe Michael right. Hutchinson. I'm no, just kidding. That's bad. Oh, <laughs> hey now. Shots uh, fired. Let, let, I, let's end on a positive note. The Vegas goaltending. <laughs> uh that's positive <laughs> that's positive i mean it, it, that that seems that could be a achilles heel for this team what 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 what's the latest with their their goaltending situation before we go forward we have to go back okay so remember dr frank saravelli was diagnosing via twitter that robin leonard was hurt last season and leonard's disputing all of this i'm not yeah. hurt i'm not hurt look at me look at me and and then as he's doing that he's getting more injured and so they had to like surgically put him back together over the summer. And so he had the shoulder surgery. He had the knee surgery and not one, but two hips, both hips, two oh, hip surgeries. Boy. Yeah. So that right now, I think they were waiting for the first one to mend. And then they were starting on the second surgery, but they thought he could come back and they knew about the wear and tear, uh, but they thought he could still contribute this season and maybe next off season. He would take care of his, his hips. In any event, this uh, word came from Leonard and the doctors and everyone else in July when all those free agents like Georgiev, everyone was off the table. And so they have nothing really to go after. Man. And so, you know, Logan Thompson, Logan Thompson is good. But I've said on our show that I'm curious to see, like in Major League Baseball, with him going back through a lineup for a second time, you know, facing yeah. a team for a second time. How's that going to be? Um, is he going to respond well? How's he going to be under now just more pressure being the number one? He did a great job last season coming in and 
He played well down the stretch for VGK. He'll be the number one, I believe, on opening day. Aiden Hill, they pick up from San Jose. I don't know about Aiden Hill. Again, another, oh, he's a perfect goal tonight. He got hurt last year after 25 games. Oh, he'll fit in LTIR guy, <laughs> you know. And then we've got Michael Hutchinson. And, and then we have uh, Seville, this uh, goaltender down in the AHL. But I always like, you know, last year, and Laurent Brassois now, he's still, he's not ready. He's not going to be back. Uh, we don't know when he'll be back, I should say, because mm -hmm. he had surgery. I think it was knee surgery in the offseason. And so right now, I think, it, I, I believe it's in a state of flux. And they're going all in on Logan Thompson. And if Thompson can't bail them out, then they're going to be in trouble. I, mm -hmm. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I think a lot of it hinges on Logan Thompson and, you know, again, Jack Eichel, when you're talking about the team overall, those two players. Yeah. Wow. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. So um, any, anything that you have thrown towards us that you're, you're wanting to know about what this avalanche team uh, means in, in the grand scheme of things and maybe. Even yeah, no, I, yeah. I wanted to talk about, you know, the, the big salary for Nathan McKinnon coming sure. in and signing the contract at 12.6 to Connor McDavid's 12.5 AAV. Yes. A little one-upmanship there. <laughs> Got to love that. You know, how do you feel about these high salaries? Uh, I know in doing research with the salary cap, you could sign a player up to 20% of the cap. So that would be in the 16 million range. Right. But do you put, again, at term, he's comes, uh, so McKinnon comes off of a seven-year contract, and now they sign him to an additional eight. That's 15 years. Is he going to last 15 years? What are your thoughts on that high salary going to one player? Uh, for me, I, I'm if it's him, I'm completely fine with it. Uh, I don't have an issue with it. And and it is interesting. Yeah, 15 years on a guy who how he plays, like he's he's a bull in a china shop. You know what I mean? Like, and he's not gonna slow down. You know, like, as he gets into the twilight of his maybe after after this contract, into his next contract when he's playing you know, uh, deep into his thirties, maybe then he has to change his style of play because he just can't, you know, the old bones can't keep doing it that way. But um, no, like I don't, I, he's, he's rarely, I mean, if he's injured, he's out for maybe like a game or two. He's never a guy that misses a, a ton of time. Uh, he had his nose bent sideways against Boston last year. And I think only missed a couple games. So he, he, he comes back uh, pretty quickly from, from injury. So from that aspect, no, I'm not really thinking about injuries too much. But uh, as far as the dollar amount, I think once this cap goes up, uh, Kyle and I were talking about it earlier. Like, you're, you're How gonna... high do you think it'll go? I think they're talking 24, 25 when it goes up much higher. But uh, Another 24 million? Another 24. I haven't heard that high. I mean, if that's the case, then. No, yeah. no, no. I meant 20, no, I 24, 24, 25. Oh, oh yes. Uh, yeah, I think we're doing one more year of it's going to go up for for a million dollars, and then it might go up nine to twelve million or something like that. I, I've yeah, heard that's a jump they need. Yeah. So uh, next year might be a little bit tight, uh, but the following year, I, I think his twelve point six is is going to be no longer the highest uh, pretty quickly, and you're going to see a lot of players passing him. Uh, because this salary cap has gone up so long term i don't it's not a it's not an issue for me really at all and it's a deserving player if you ask me yeah and that? then 
And then uh, the loss of uh, Nazim Kadri and Burakovsky oh. and Sturm. Uh, <sighs> what is what does that mean to this team? And and who's going to take their places? Uh, most importantly, Nazim Kadri. When it comes to Burakovsky, we knew all we could about Burakovsky and where he would fit with his team. I think it was a mutual parting of ways. No love lost. Sturm, he served his purpose and is finding somewhere else to fit. There are enough established Avalanche players on the roster and in the Eagles that could fill that spot, no problem. When it comes to filling the spot of Nas, I've said this many times before, Nas, this upcoming season, he can't replicate what he did last year. That was an inflated number, um, his best season he's ever had, and it's impossible to ask anybody on this roster to bring everything that he brought to the team you're just asking the guys that have been around like JT Comfer to step up. Like this is a step up moment. We're not trying to fill mm. in that, that spot. We're trying to ask the established guys that have been there, step up into that role and we'll make a new role. We're not trying to replace Nas. We're trying to make a new two C. Okay. And then uh, at, at goaltender, uh, mm. I'm a Rangers fan. And to me, Alexander Georgiev was hit and miss. Uh, what are your thoughts, and is he going to be the starting goaltender? Uh, whenever anybody asks us about this, like Kyle and I are split. Uh, he, he he liked the move. Uh, I was a little timid on it, and and for me, it's uh, yeah. You keep hearing he has all this potential, and he, it just was never realized in New York, thanks to you know Shesterkin. Um, so could the abs catch lightning in a bottle with him and, and look like geniuses? Sure. Uh, could it fall flat on their face? And, and he, you know, is just not what, uh, or he is what he was in New York, which was very hot and cold, you know, let's be real about it. And That's they want to, yeah. yeah, they, they, they want to hang it on while he just wasn't, he didn't play all that much. And if you give him the, the starting role, he plays game after game. He'll settle into that. Okay, fine. And I'm willing to give him that opportunity. Um, I just need to see it. But Kyle, he he he's full into it. Are you not? Like you're in. Yeah. It. Like, and honestly, if if Chris is right when it comes to Yorgiev or however it plays out, you still have Francois there. And I feel like yeah. that's who's going to end up with this number one, whatever title you want to put, starting goalie one A. I don't whatever nomenclature you want to put on it. I feel like it's going to be his job when it's all said and done. Your give is it's a little competition. It's making it fun. And I've said this a million times. We made Darcy Kemper legitimate, uh, uh, Philip Grubauer legitimate. And you could do the same with your gift with that defensive core in front of you. And you get to compete for a starting job in a returning Stanley Cup champion. Who doesn't want that as a kid growing up as a goalie? That's the position you want. Gives them a little competition back there to be on your A game night in, night out. Because if you're not, you are relegated to 1B. You're not losing your spot on the team, but you're 1B. And we could play with the roles. And it's a great problem to have, especially hearing how everything is in Vegas. We have two quality goaltenders that you could play around with. I mean, that's a that's a gift. That's a blessing mm-hmm. for sure. And, yeah. it, you know, I, I there's a couple of players that I thought would have fit in well at value uh, contracts for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, one, you just got on a PTO, Sonny Milano, and then Evan Evan oh. Rodriguez. I think those yeah. two are could be steals for your organization. Well, we didn't get Milano. 
We we you went to Calgary. We got, yes. Oh, you went to Calgary. went Calgary. Sorry, why did I say that? Yeah. We got because if, if we got Milano, you'd see two. me dancing around. I would. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Because it bad. happened. My no, no, no. bad. It, but it was happened. there anyone else you got? Dirt cheap. There, okay, so Evan Rodriguez. Galchenyuk. We got Galchenyuk. Yeah. Okay. Bail me out here. Yeah, yeah. And and those things happen like. And I just yeah, I don't focus sometimes. Sorry, guys. We were wanting Milano. Yes, I'm on the wrong podcast. <laughs> uh no but the galchenyuk one it's it it's uh it, why not you know let's throw something at the wall see if it sticks it's it's worked for them pretty well in the past before with uh with uh whom i think nachuskin uh, and jack johnson um they seem to have some luck here so let's try it again and if it doesn't work oh okay it's you know we still have guys that we're going to be in that spot anyway. Um, but if it does work and, you know, guys can get up for playing for a Stanley Cup defending champion team, they'll just benefit from that. So, um, yeah, I think I think the Galchenyuk one is why not? And the Evan Rodriguez one is something that they had to do. They, they just they, they needed good. to. They had hey, to. He fills a need, and I think he's going to be one of those guys. And I'm concerned as much as you guys are at these players that have career seasons, you know, like a Nick mm-hmm. Waugh from last year. Chandler Stevenson, I really like, but can he replicate a season he had from a year ago? No, I don't mm-hmm. think so. I, I, I'm with you on that one as well. And mm-hmm. then uh, what about your prospect? Uh, is it that Myers kid? Mm. Yeah, everybody's kind of big on him right now because he's he's the new toy kind of thing. Like They got a little bit of a taste from him last year, five games at the end of the year. Um, so the people are really looking to see what he can do. Um Oscar Olausen is another one. He's their first round pick from a couple years ago. Um, he, he he needs to put on some meat on his bones. I mean, he could use that fourteen pounds of muscle. Uh, whoever you were talking about, on, on <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's got a shot that's just NHL ready now. He's a good one. Um, who's some other ones out there? Foodie. Oh, Jean Luc Foodie is and Ranta. But these yeah. are names that you're not going to hear because the Avalanche have this wonderful problem of a talented roster. We have a crockpot of prospects just getting warm and bubbling up in Loveland for the Eagles. We don't need the prospects yet, so we're just letting them simmer, letting them season. If next year, when some contracts come up that we have to make some decisions about, we're not so tied to these contracts because our prospects have been working in the system and getting a feel for how the speed of the game is and we can easily bring them up and call them up next year. So these names that we're telling you now, you might not see them this year. Next year, when there's they're yeah. going to make an impact. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and, and Martin Cout is another one that's yeah. he's been around for a while. One of those guys that, that just hasn't been able to make that jump. Um and he even said today at at training camp that he, he flat out said he's like I think this is my last chance here. Um, and sometimes that lights a fire under people. So, uh, big guy, he, he just, for some reason, like, I think he'd be great on a, on a fourth line. He's only played, uh, like eight total games with them. Um, and he's been with the, the team for God, what, six years at least. I mean, gotta it, be. It, it's Five been a while, years. just hasn't been able to do it. Is this year that he finally can like crack, uh, the, the team and, and stay up there. That remains to be seen. So we'll, we'll find out. So when I was a kid, you know, Muhammad Ali once fought like five guys in an exhibition in one day, and he just beat the crap out of all five of them. 
So are the Avalanche that good that they get to play two preseason games in one day on Sunday? Are you guys it playing was, two games? Yeah, we are. They're probably doing it's a split squad. Is, is one of the okay? I want to know this. One, well, one of those teams, one of those split squad teams, go to Bradenton. What's going on here? Yeah, we got <laughs> one of those split squads are going to be heavy prospects. So yeah. if you want to hear some of those names, that uh, if you want to see some of those names we're talking about, I believe That's those the wild are going game. to. I believe they're going to Minnesota, and I believe the the Vegas game will be the established. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, it, it's they're they're really just playing holograms. They are playing twice in the same day. <laughs> yeah, I was and, like, and how they're could going, that be? They're going to have yep. uh, holograms going up against Vegas, and uh, it'd be like high school teams: Colorado Avalanche, yeah. East and West. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you, do you see? Do you see? Perhaps you know that Colorado does want to establish some sort of an edge. Uh, this has been it's been a rivalry of sorts, right? Uh, yeah, by man. loading up and having your main squad there, obviously. It, I think it's on TV back here in Vegas, too. So I don't think that, you know, the worst part of that stinking rookie face off. OK, let's get to yeah. that. OK. okay. Oh. And there's Brendan Versace scores a goal. And I see on social media these wannabe like media folks here in Vegas. Oh, what a great goal. Look at that move. OK. They had those robotic cameras, and you never Whoa. saw the goal. All you see, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could see what they're doing at center ice. I can't see somebody <laughs> scoring. What are you guys talking about? Anyway, I know. so yeah. back to where we were. Where were we? <laughs> uh, you were asking about prospects, and we were kind prospects, of yes. moving on from that. But uh, I, I kind of want to know, like, what, what, what do we think, uh, you know, the, these the finality of this? You know, for the Avalanche, we're, I, we're, we're dead set on, on winning another one. Um, you, you alluded to it earlier, Vegas, uh, in the end, do they, do they wrap up a, a, at least a playoff spot this year? Like what, I mean, if you want to go predictions early that we're not going to hold you to, um, no, hold me to it. Yeah. I will. I, will. If I say I will something. Sure. I know you guys will definitely hold me to it anyway. So <laughs> do, you, okay. do you think, do you think There's they no get disclaimer it? Here. Yeah. Okay. Will they make, okay. Will they make it into the, I think it's going to be like one of those last week of the season, uh, barely like sneak in type of a season okay. for VGK. I just, I'm just curious to see, uh, there's so many unknowns. I'm just curious to see how this team starts off. And mm. that to me will be a telltale sign if they're going to have, you know, this ability to stay in the hunt for the, the entire season. I mean, I have three teams currently rated ahead of them in the Pacific. Calgary, which yep. I call Calgary still, and I'm not Canadian, <laughs> and then Edmonton, Edmonton, and L.A. Uh, the L.A. Kings, LA I think, good. could maybe really? you know make the move too, and it's going to be it might be between the Kings and VGK uh, for that very last you know playoff spot, and you know Calgary with that uh, that giant killer Sonny Milano. Now you gotta yeah. you gotta be aware aware of Calgary now. <laughs> Who's their opening game against? Yeah, <laughs> is it the Kings? I'm trying to think. I'm so lost. Sorry, man. I think it's the Kings. Is it okay? Yeah, right. I think they I'm open on the road out. and then they come back home. I'm looking it up right now. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, you guys, you got, okay. I got so four you, seasons going on. I'm doing Raiders stuff. I got all sorts of things. We're getting ready for hoops. All sorts of stuff happening here. Sure. Yeah, October's crazy. October, like everything is. Uh, and October in uh, Vegas uh, is pretty crazy, you know, because I have an event company. And so now this is like the best time of year to have events in Vegas. So it's good. It's all good, though. People are calling again and 
it's great. And I'm on podcast it, as a guest. So yeah. I, and while Chris is looking up that opening game, I, it's, yeah. you get the Kings over the Ducks and the Pacific. Just yeah, from really yeah, from everything okay. from everything I've heard, you know, well the addition of Fiala I think is is going to be big for the Kings. Mm. I think they're pretty close, and they have a lot of great you know young talent. I think on that team, um, the Ducks from everything I've gathered, uh, just through the pipeline, is that they're trying to build this for next year. So okay. they still feel like they're one season away before they can have that breakout where they have the right mix of prospects and, you know, the, the talent that they're developing and they're doing a great job. Could, you know, could be a surprise. Seattle, who knows what happens with them. They're a wild card of sorts. Um, Vancouver, like, I mean, this is this yeah, division, yeah. you know, every, Rough. every point is really, I hate to sound cliche, but every point really truly will matter this season in the yeah. Pacific division. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if the golden Knights finish first or second, or if they're in fifth or sixth, they, I wouldn't hmm. be shocked either way. That's where we're at here. Wow. Uh, October 11th in LA against yeah. the Kings is their opener. And then LA. they day off and then they're in Chicago day off at home again, or no, excuse me in LA, then at home against Chicago, then away in Seattle this is their first three. So. We have we have awful preseason promotions here. So mm -hmm. the promotion they have is you can if you you know get a ticket upon admission, you get a gold statue. And the first one is uh, it was such an awkward moment. Bruce Cassidy will be the first gold statue that the fans can get. And they were just like on the road and they put these statues everywhere and it just was like corny. Like, and so, and, but Bruce Cassidy, somebody asked him, Hey, what do you think of these gold statues? The first ones of you, he's like, Oh yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and the, the other ones are like Jack Eichel looks nothing like Eichel. No, I look Ke more does, like does, Jack Eichel than that does, statue uh, does. Does, does Kelly McCrimmon have one with awesome <laughs> no, eyebrows? Maybe no, is that <laughs> no, they, they should just have a statue with no face and just eyebrows. <laughs> But he's going to be gold statues together and have a megazord. I, I would try to find season. a way to get one of those. Yeah, I've got, I, well. I don't know how big they are because they were placing them all over the place, and it was just weird. It's just strange. That's the oddest promotion oh, ever. Man. They don't have any giveaways during the regular season. No. Of course, preseason to sell tickets. They're going to do something. You know, why not bobbleheads, guys? You right. know, those are always a fan favorite. Yeah, bobbleheads yeah. work. You know, all the time. Oh man. All right, Tony. Uh, What's your I, next I'm, bases, man? I'm calling in. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to watching this team this year. I, I do every year. It's just, it's uh, I don't know, a guilty pleasure that I have uh, with the <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights. So, you guys uh, are great. No, I appreciate uh, you having me on. It's oh, always definitely. good to catch up. It's definitely. always great to catch up with you. And and like I said, follow Tony on his uh, personal Twitter page and and the team's Twitter page as well. But uh, his. His specifically uh, covers a lot of things more than just Vegas hockey. I get a kick out of his Twitter page. So Does it ever. That's good stuff. So uh, good luck this year, my man. And uh, we'll, we'll, guys. We'll, we'll meet up at some point during the season and uh, we'll kind of catch up and see where our teams are. You're awesome. Right? Thank you. Thanks for All having right, me. Guys, thanks for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Uh, for Tony Cordasco from Locked on Vegas Golden Knights, Mr. Kyle Shaggy Von Doom Sullivan and myself, Chris Maselli. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody.
Training camp is open. Get excited. Hockey is right around the corner. We'll be back on Monday. See you later. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.